0: A reminder to everyone to go download and subscribe along with rate the podcast. The 415 fivers coming at you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, usually with Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy. As always, I'm on Twitter at EGiddings10. Mark is on Twitter at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. We've spent a lot of time talking about the defense and we'll continue to talk about the defense because they absolutely deserve it. As we've discussed throughout the first 30 minutes of this podcast, they're on a historic pace. That means that for the 49ers to put together a winning equation, the offense does not need to meet the defense of the 49ers. I don't think they have it in them, but they need to be what they were against the Rams on Monday night football, which is just all right. Just average and above average probably gets you to a 15 point victory. Like that's at least where I'm at with this team, Mark. The question that I have, is concerning the second half of football games so far. Because in the first four games of the season, even in a, in a relatively, I would say, dominating performance against the Rams, they scored three points on offense in the second half. In Against the Broncos, they scored three points in the second half. Against the Seahawks, they scored seven points in the second half. And against the Bears, they had three. They have scored one touchdown in the second half of the first four games this season. That's That's certainly something to raise your eyebrows at. And I know that the first two games you can kind of throw out just because of the quarterback situation. But I'm looking this weekend specifically against Carolina and then moving forward for the 49ers to continue to try and step on opponents' throats. Whereas so far, granted, the last two opponents have been potentially playoff teams but they have not been able to do it yet to the point where fans feel comfortable with a lead in the second half.
1: Yeah. And there was obviously the touchdown the Niners scored in this game, but that was of course by the defense, Salano Hofunga. So can't credit the offense for that one. Um, and then you, you look, I mean, it's okay. You know, if you're not scoring points and and the opponent isn't either, the opponents have scored 30 in second halves this year. Seven of those though, on a special teams uh, play that blocked field goal return for a touchdown by Seattle. So if you're looking at points only scored by, you know, the Niners offense and then, you know, the opponent's offense against the Niners defense, it's 30 to 16 uh, in favor of opponents in, in the second half of games. And, you know, 30 points in four second halves, that's not bad defensively at all. Uh, A lot of that is because of that first game, the breakdowns against Justin Fields and the Bears. I mean, they scored 19 points in the second half, all of their 19 points in the second half of that game. They're kind of, you know, I mean, that was just a weird game all the way around. So I say all that to say I'm not really too worried about the Niners defensively in the second half, despite the fact that when there have been some breakdowns, it's been defensively uh, in that second half. But offensively in the second half is is a bit of an issue. I will say, you know, Kyle Shanahan admitted on his weekly conference call on Tuesday that the way that his defense is performing is always, you know, kind of a, a factor in how he's calling games offensively. He, you know, is aware that the Niners defense was just incredible on Monday night against the Rams. He's not going to be calling, you know, these shots down the field, chances, trying to get six points. You know, for worry of an interception, giving the ball right back to the Rams offense, he's going to be more methodical. He's going to be more conservative. He's going to try to eat clock. He's going to try to, you know, get in field goal range and allow Robbie Gold to try to make one. And I think we have to also say that Gold missed a 42 yard field goal on Monday night. That would have been three more points. You know, no Niner fan is going to be ecstatic about a field goal, but that would have iced the game as well. Um, And it was, you know, Shanahan's offense, Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel and Jeff Wilson Jr. that got them into field goal range. Um, So there's obviously always moments here or there where you could say, well, they should have scored more than that. And it it wasn't really anyone's blame on the offensive side of the ball. Um, But I'm with you. They, They do need to figure it out a little bit more in the second half offensively, because if that, you know, keeps up, And you're playing against some of these better quarterbacks, you know, when you get towards the end of the regular season, when you need a win, when you need a score, uh, you know, generally the the best quarterbacks. And it's happened against the Niners multiple times in the postseason and, you know, close games at the end of the regular season. uh, It's hard, no matter who the defense is, sometimes to stop the truly elite quarterbacks in this league. Um, so you're going to need your offense to support you just a little bit. And as you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, it doesn't need to be 30 points a game. You score 21 points in the second half. It does not need to be that with this defense, but it has to be more than what they're averaging four offensive points per second half uh, in games so far this year. That's just simply not going to cut it.
0: No. And, and again, yeah, we're not, we're not asking for for a 19 point explosion like the bears had in week one that demands a lot of breakdowns on an opposing defense that demands potentially a a monsoon or other inclement conditions to go awry for you to like that, that is a perfect storm. And I'm not just saying that because of the weather in Chicago, like, (laughs) like the 49ers in the second half, I think of because how they look in the first half of games is also why a lot of people are concerned because Look, Shanahan, I don't think he necessarily calls the game that much differently, but aesthetically it appears like they are more conservative with a lead coming out of breaks. Now, I think it was against the Rams on the first drive of the second half. They had a couple of good looks. Uh, Jimmy missed. I think that's when Jimmy did not throw the ball to use check on a go route, and that would have been on third down. That would have extended that drive. Instead, they go three and out. I mean, so... It's not like Kyle is is unafraid to go into his bag to try and, you know, create big chunk plays in second halves of games. But when you see him come out and run the ball twice and face a third and long, I think a lot of people start to wonder, OK, are you getting are you getting kind of tight? Are you getting a little antsy with it with a, you know, a seven or eight point lead in a ball game? And when other teams continue to just sort of chip away and the defense for the Niners, we, we described as being somehow better than Ben, but don't break, but you know, giving up 10-plus play drives and then only allowing three points is certainly something to believe in if you're Shanahan, and that's why we thought that kicking the field goal instead of going for it on fourth and goal was the correct decision to make because if you're going to believe in your team, you're going to believe in your identity. You have to trust your defense to hold a one-score lead. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but when I'm looking at the first four games and seeing one touchdown in the second half – like I do then start to kind of peel my eyes back and, and sort of look toward the sideline like, all right, well, like what do you what are you gonna do? I mean, I, I do wanna see them be a little more aggressive, but I also understand that with Jimmy Garoppolo, who throughout the Monday night football game had not made one of those oh no throws yet, you don't want to let him make that throw to let the Rams get back into the game. So you know, it's it's a fine line they walk, but I understand where people are just kind of asking for a little bit more. Um, especially being willing to throw the ball early in downs in the second half of games, that's something that could change. Again, we've only seen Jimmy Garoppolo start two games for the Niners so far this year. Second half of Denver was absolutely abhorrent. Meanwhile, he was better against the Rams, though still not great. I expect him to be better against Carolina as well as Atlanta moving forward. Um, but you know, I, I'm just kind of I am I'm, I'm concerned about the second half because like you mentioned, Mark, you leave the door open, maybe not for a Baker Mayfield, maybe not for a Marcus Mariota, but certainly for a Patrick Mahomes and for an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or teams that you might have to see if you're gonna try and make a deep playoff run.
1: Hey, first of all, don't you doubt Marcus Mariota, okay? Let's go ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. Uh, the defense or the offense needs to support the defense a little bit more. I'm not exactly sure where I fall down, though, in, in this discussion. I am with you in terms of Shanahan's decision to kick the field goal early fourth quarter. You're up by five. The The three points makes it an eight point lead. You're, you're two point conversion proof at that point. At the worst case, you feel like you're headed for overtime. In that situation, I think that's the right call. But I know there's also a lot of 49er fans saying, you know, go for, you know, the, the knockout, go for the touchdown, make this a two-score game. The Rams aren't even going to score once. It's a two-score game and the game's completely over. But if the Rams aren't even going to score once, punch it in the end zone once, why would you take that chance? I mean, I'm the I, I'm I think you're in agreement with me here that the field goal was the right decision in that moment. But then I would argue, I think you can kind of make those similar style decisions you know earlier in the drive when you're around midfield you're facing a second and you know seven do you want to run the ball or do you want to throw the ball i feel like going forward on i mean it's it's not exactly the same but it's a similar line of thinking going forward on fourth and goal from the one to make it a two-score lead is is similar to taking a shot on a relatively early down like it's it's Is it worth the risk? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get sacked, fumble the ball? Is he going to throw an interception? Is the young offensive line going to fail in protection? And is the play going to get blown up? Is Aaron Donald going to finally make his presence felt in this game, which he was relatively unheard of in in the game on Monday night? If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I have a five-point lead, whatever the lead is. It's a one-score game in the second half. And I know the defense is absolutely, you know, playing lights out. I'm confident they're not giving up a touchdown. Maybe the Rams get another field goal. I'm sorry. It's going to be hard for me to be willing to take a risk with the quarterback who has proven he is relatively inconsistent throwing the ball down the field. I'm going to be content running the ball, trying to get first downs that way, throwing when I absolutely have to. But wasting clock, wasting clock, wasting clock, trying to save the defense a few more minutes on the sideline to get their rest, get ready for another defensive stop because we'll likely need it. And you're kind of rolling with the punches that way because the other option is, yes, maybe you do score a touchdown and you put the game out of reach, but maybe you put your defense in a terrible situation because your offense could not keep the ball on their side. I don't know. I I definitely see Kyle Shanahan's side. I understand the frustration, but I think the frustration ultimately should come down on this team just not having a quarterback that their, court, that their head coach trusts enough to maybe take some of those chances. I'm sure if Kyle Shanahan had someone that he felt was better and more equipped to do this, then they would be making different decisions. But considering what they have, I think Kyle Shanahan has determined, and I probably agree with them, that this course of action, being conservative, running the ball, eating clock, is probably their best course moving forward.
0: Yeah, I understand that. But there's also quarterbacks throughout the league that, at least this weekend, and one of them fell in reaction to playing conservatively in the second half and, and doing what you're talking about. And I'm looking at two teams, I'm looking at one. The Baltimore Ravens, that blew a 17-point lead. Granted, to the Buffalo Bills. That's a good team in the rain. And the other team is the Los Angeles Chargers, who had a 20-point lead at the half. And Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, two quarterbacks I think we can safely say are better than Jimmy Garoppolo, were victims of conservative play calling. One of them nearly lost the game in the Chargers to a Houston Texans team. It was absolutely horrific. And then the Baltimore Ravens. Had a chance potentially to win, but because of a you know fourth down goal decision, who knows what happens if they take the points. Buffalo, regardless, goes down and kicks a field goal. They win 23-20 as a seventeen point blown lead by the Ravens. So, look, I I, I understand where you're coming from with Jimmy, and I do want to end on this because I think that there's a number to me that Jimmy has to meet, Garoppolo has to meet for them to be successful, especially passing, and that is a quarterback rating above average. Like In the the two games that they've won, their quarterbacks have had a quarterback rating. It's not the perfect stat, but it's pretty much all-encompassing. It's a good barometer. A quarterback rating of 100 against Seattle as well as Los Angeles. Right now, the average quarterback rating in the league is about 88. And if you want to say, okay, well, that's four games, fine. In 2021, the average quarterback rating across the league was 90. If Jimmy Garoppolo is above that, I believe the Niners should win almost every single game. So is going to be average and is going to be slightly above it as he was against the Rams, as well as the Seattle Seahawks. Then to me, I I, like, I'm okay with with trying to get a little more aggressive in the second half as to avoid a situation, even if you have a good quarterback.
1: Uh, I know we got to wrap up here in a minute, but I, I just, I I think the, the Baltimore Ravens comparison, specifically week four, is is a, a really, really tough comparison to make. Um, because, I mean, the Ravens, you mentioned, you know, conservative play calling in the second half, whatever the situation is. They went forward on fourth and goal from the two in a tie game with four minutes left. That's not conservative. That's, that's the opposite of conservative. They should have taken the points. And what that ultimately was is John Harbaugh saying, I do not trust my defense. Um, and you can understand why you look at the Niners, uh, yards allowed per game, 234 and a half per game. You look at the Ravens, 315.3 yards per game. And that is just the passing game. That's not even factoring in the run game. So the Ravens have one of the worst defenses in the league. And yet, uh, you know, John Harbaugh is understanding that and decided to go for it, even though he should not have, um. And then on the other side, uh, you know, the the Chargers, they don't have nearly as good of a defense as the 49ers either. So I'm not sure that those two comparisons uh, are all that even. Well, that'll uh, wrap up this edition of the 415ers podcast. Mark Randy and Evan Giddings with another edition of the podcast. Please make sure you like, uh, rate, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including on the Odyssey app. Evan and I will be back on uh, Friday for another edition of the 415ers. That'll be a preview of the Carolina Panthers as the Niners travel to the East Coast. They'll be staying out East uh, for two weeks after the Panthers. They take on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. They'll be staying at the uh, Greenbrier over the next uh, couple uh, of days between those two games. That'll do it for this edition of the podcast. Uh, We'll see you again on Friday, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you again next time.